This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Um, you know what? I mean, I think we all know this kind of technology exists, and there's very good reasons for it. It's a very powerful and useful tool, but it's also a little scary in some ways. The RCMP um, called on to Parliament Hill in front of a committee uh, to testify about use of spyware and uh, their experience with it. And they revealed that they've been using spyware for 20 years. 2002 was the first time they used spyware. But they also went on to say that, uh, and this is the more um, interesting part, if not concerning part, is in the last couple of years... Um, going back to about 2018, um, at least 10 instances they told us about. And then yesterday that changed to 32 investigations since 2017, targeting 49 individual devices where they use um, spyware that can not only give them access to texts and messages and things like that, but can also access the microphone and the camera on your smartphone some pretty high-level surveillance. So uh, do we need to be worried about this? We're going to chat with Dr. Tom Keenan now, who's a professor in the School of Architecture, Planning, and Landscape at the University of Calgary and author of the best-selling book, Techno Creep. Dr. Keenan, I understand you're in Australia, right? I am. I'm on the other side of the planet from you, uh, 15,000 kilometers away. Well, I really appreciate you doing this uh, all the way from down under. Thank you so much. Yeah. When we talk about this spyware, Dr. RCMP telling us they've been using it for 20 years in an effort, they say, to get around encryption. So 20 years, what do you think that tech started out as and what has it become today? You know, the funniest thing about this is the privacy commissioner, the federal commissioner, Philippe Dufresne, said he found out about through the media. So think about that. Here's the guy who's in charge of all of our privacy across the country, and he didn't know about this. That's a little scary. Now, what caught him a little slack because he's new on the job. He just got there in June. But, you know, the reality is this is very powerful technology. I went through the complete database of RCMP press releases, and, hey, they never told us (laughs) that they were doing this. So it's one of those things that, you know, police do, and they say, well, we don't want to tell everybody what we do. But I kind of feel we should have known if they were doing this. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you there that at least they had access to this. What do you know about it? Like 32 times, 49 devices since 2017 where they can access cameras and microphones and texts and all the rest. What can you tell us about the tech that is available, that we do know about, that does exist? Technologically, there exists spyware that can do it all, that can get everything on your phone, that can turn on your camera without you knowing that's turned on. And the most infamous one is an Israeli company called the NSO Group. And the RCMP has denied that they are using that software. Uh, We are pretty sure that countries like Saudi Arabia use it. There's a New York Times reporter named Ben Hubbard, and he worked together with a citizen lab at the University of Toronto at the Monk School and they figured out that he was hacked through the NSO Group's uh, uh, software. And the thing about that's remarkable is you don't have to do anything to become a victim. 
a lot of spyware, you got to click on a link. You got to do something. Here, it's zero click. You just, uh, they make a phone call to you and you're infected. Now, that's the most powerful one in the world, but there are plenty of other ones. I have been actually at a conference where they were selling software to track your spouse, infect your spouse's uh, cell phone, and don't do it. It's a bad thing, bad thing to do. <laughs> so the reality is there's a whole range of these uh, software, but they say they weren't using the Pegasus, which right. is the NSO Group product. Um, and they also tell us this was all done very limited in scope and scale. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. It's done with a warrant. There are restrictions on how long it can last. So they tell us there are legal safeguards. Should we all just say, oh, okay, that's good. Everything's fine then? You know, it depends on the judges. Okay, so um, if they have to go to a court and they get have to you know, convince a judge that there's a crime being committed, just like apparently somebody did about Mar-a-Lago, right? Hey, there's a crime being committed down there. We want a search warrant. Same type of thing here. Now, the question is, how savvy are the judges? I've worked with a lot of judges who are really tech savvy, and they're great. But all, not all of them are. Mm-hmm. And they may not fully appreciate what they're signing off on when they give this kind of authorization. I do believe, from what I've read about this, that they're using it for the right purposes. So they're using it when there's suspected terrorism or a big drug case or something like that. But what we found is that there's kind of a slippery slope. There's another technology called Stingrays that impersonate cell phone towers. And they caught a little small town police force in the U.S. using it to catch a guy who stole an iPhone. And this is only supposed to be for the big heavy hitter cases. So my fear is that if, you know, it works well for the big cases, they might start looking for the stolen iPhones with this. And that's not a good thing. So uh, do we need the government? I mean, obviously, this is a good step to have the privacy commissioner and the committee looking into this. Uh, We're getting at least uh, we're starting to learn more about it. But do we need government to put in some really strict guidelines around this? Yeah, I think we definitely do. I mean, there's some mention of uh, a concept called privacy by design, which we attribute to Anne Kavukian, who was the Privacy Commissioner of Ontario for several terms. And she said, you shouldn't graft on privacy afterward. You should think about it in the design. So in this case, what we really need to do is think about when the police should be able to do this. You mentioned that, you know, it has to go to a court, that it has to have a limited term and so on. But what's happened as a result of this whole story, and we're doing it right now, is people are getting a little more sensitive to what the capabilities of the police are. And that's actually a good thing. We don't really want to become a police state where they have tools like that they can do things to us and we don't know it. So now everybody knows yeah, your phone can be taken over, and hopefully we, we think we're protected well enough. I think the new privacy commissioner has a new job on his plate, which is to try to figure out how to keep the police at least accountable for what they do with this technology. And, Doctor, you mentioned, you know, us as private citizens are learning about what's out there and what these uh, programs are capable of. One of the interesting out of the testimony yesterday from Mark Flynn, who's the RCMP Assistant Commissioner responsible for national security and protective policing, told MPs on this committee, he said, hey, listen, from my position in national security, you guys should be concerned. You need to know that foreign states that are not Canada's partners absolutely utilize these types of tools and techniques. You should be aware that you're being targeted. I have very little doubt about that. Um, I imagine that was a bit of an eye-opener that, yeah, okay, we're talking about how we use this, but, but other countries are using this possibly against our own MPs. 
Yeah, or, or against our MPs, against the RCMP, against all kinds of things. You might have noticed for many years, if you saw a federal minister talk, they were talking on a BlackBerry. And all their little fart catcher aides who were beside them, they all had BlackBerries. And there was a reason for that. The BlackBerry was designed with a great amount of security. Yeah. It was much more secure than the iPhone, than Android, and so on. Now, BlackBerry's gone in terms of that, so we have to rely on iPhones and Androids. And one thing people should know is there's always going to be a vulnerability. Every time a new iPhone version or iOS version comes out, there's going to be a little exploitable vulnerability. You can't get rid of all of them. That's what these things do. They go out there and they look for a weakness in Android or iOS, and they exploit it. And until it's plugged, Apple and, and Google and everybody goes out trying to plug these. Um, but there's always a gap, and that's the gap where these things can happen. And really, there is no way. We talk about protecting or making our... You can't, right? I mean, if you're carrying one of these pieces of technology, somebody's working on a way to get into it, right? Yeah, you should definitely assume that anything that's on your phone is grabbable. So if you have something that you really don't want other people to have, get it off your phone. Move it up to the cloud and secure it well or put it on a USB stick. An awful lot of people are carrying around stuff on their phone that they would find is embarrassing. And yeah. that will give you a particular point. When people cross a border, it's quite common now for the Canadian Border Service to look at your iPhone, and they may find stuff on there that uh, you didn't want them to see. So I always tell people, clean your phone before you go across the border. Heck of a good idea. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Doctor, always great insight. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it.